All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Just after five o'clock, it is the Jason Greger Show brought to you by PlayAlberta.ca. Stay in the game this season with PlayAlberta. Remember, if you gamble, use your game sense. Coming to you live from the Ewell studio here in West Edmonton. Mall, Connor Halley and Brandon Douglas with you here today. Uh, Gregor off for the next couple days, but he is going to join us in about 20 minutes time to get you ready for the Oilers and Sharks game as those two teams will meet uh, just after 8.30 tonight down in San Jose. And uh, we'll discuss that with our next guest. It is time for the Spec Report brought to you by GS Construction. They are always looking for good people. Go to Indeed.com today and send them your resume if you want to work for a great company with a wonderful culture and good benefits. Indeed.com and look up GS Construction. Mark Spector of Rogers Sportsnet joining us here today. Spec, a good evening. How are you doing today? Spec is uh, not yet with us. Oh, that was such a good intro. He was, <laughs> and then he momentarily dipped out and has not yet returned. <laughs> Felt like I really nailed that one. You were smooth with it, Connor. You're getting better at reading every day. I'm, yeah, steadily improving upon reading, which, you know, is the goal here. And uh, we'll keep on working towards that. Well, we'll just jump back into it. The Edmonton Oilers in action tonight, taking on the San Jose Sharks. And uh, it's certainly going to be an interesting game. Uh, we all know what happened the last time these two teams met. Uh, the, the Oilers did not look good. Some might say they were goalied. Tonight, it's Magnus Krona who I believe making the first start. He's appeared in one game. He's got a goals against average of 7.87, a save percentage of 7.65. Obviously, the uh, San Jose Sharks in that game losing to the Pittsburgh Penguins 10-2. It just wasn't a good game for the Sharks, and there have been a lot of those. But Magnus Krona just getting kind of thrown into the fire tonight when the Edmonton Oilers roll into the SAP Center, the SAP Center. 
And we'll see how that goes uh, for the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, the lines, I believe, looking pretty similar. The, the one line I am definitely looking forward to uh, seeing is uh, that second line. Like, obviously, McDavid, Nuge, and Hyman are going to be good. We, you know, <laughs> that's what they are. They'll they'll probably have some success. Uh, but Leon Dreisaitl, I think a guy who's trying to find his game, you know, consistently on a night-to-night basis this year. We've seen the highs. We've seen some lows. We've seen some frustration. But I do like that line of McLeod and Fogel along with number 29. So that's going to be something to watch out for uh, once puck drop goes down in San Jose. You've also got the third line of Kane, Derek Ryan, and Matias Janmark, Adam Ernie, Hamblin, Brown on your fourth line. Connor Brown, probably another guy who's just hoping to get going here. Sam Gagne did not make the trip to California, uh, but... Dylan Holloway did. So Dylan Holloway, we're not expecting him to play, but obviously getting closer and uh, they want him there for these uh, skates with the team and be around the group. Once again, on the blue line, you've got nurse and CC Ekholm Bouchard and Kulak and Dayarnay Gleason there as well. Skinner and Picard. We'll see uh, exactly how it all shakes out. Uh, those were the lines of practice yesterday from Tony Brar. I would expect those to continue on here as uh, it all gets going tonight down in San Jose. Brandon, I mean, you know, the Oilers, it's a trip where you, you, I think you have to go at least two and one. You have to find a way to beat the Sharks and the Anaheim Ducks. The Kings will be a bit of a tough battle there. This used to be a road trip, which it was just hell. It was like these three LA teams are going to beat you down because they're just such a big physical group. A little bit easier now, but the LA Kings, as of late, have, you know, certainly kind of hit their stride, which shouldn't be a surprise. The Oilers have met them the last two years in the playoffs and seen what they can do. Now they're the developed. They are looking more of the part that we kind of expect them to be. Yeah, like you said, this used to be the gauntlet uh, through the through the westernmost state, uh, Sans Hawaii, of course. But yeah, no, it um, the the Ducks are a team that went on a huge losing streak. Uh, the Sharks, we know where they sit in the standings, right at the bottom. And yes, the Kings are a, a team challenging for the Pacific Division title, but. Uh, I, I do think they can get all three games here. The The fact they have the Kings um, on the first half of that back-to-back on Saturday will be a, a huge benefit for them. They'll be a little bit fresher for that one before rolling into what should be an easier game in Anaheim the following night for New Year's Eve. So uh, I, I like their chances here of, of going 3-0. Uh, they'll be back at home in the new year for a couple. Um, and as we talked about earlier in the show, the Kings are just one of two teams currently in a playoff spot they have over the next eight games. So uh, if they can you know, rattle off a quick 7-1 hit here, uh, dropping one game, whether it be to the Kings, Flyers, or one of these non-playoff teams will pick up wins against the other two, uh, I think that'll serve them very, very well as they continue to... They dug themselves a big hole. They, it's a slow climb back up the playoff uh, standings because that's a lot of teams to have to jump over. They're, the, they're still playing every night, whether it be against each other or elsewhere. 100%. 100%. I mean, the motivation's always going to be there throughout the entirety here. Uh, Mark the Keeper texting into one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. It is the Jiffy Lube inbox. A great day to book your oil change at jiffylubeservice.ca. We're talking about where is the best beer? When's the tastiest beer? And he says, uh, Mark the Keeper, beer on the dock, Connor. Better than the boat beer because it's safer. Amen. Too many weekend warriors at the old Wobbleman. That's from Mark the Medsley Keeper. P.S. Wearing my fourteen forty hat with pride. Hey. Me too. I went for the blue one today. I'm thinking tomorrow I might have to go with the white one. I bust that out on special occasions just because, you know, it does get dirty quite easy. So, you know, keep it in the studio, only wear the white one uh, when my hands are clean and it's, it's not too much of a mess. But I think we got Mark Spector going to join us in just a second here via the phone as uh, Brandon Douglas just puts it down. I'll get the thumbs up that we've got Speck on the line. Let's bring him in. Speck, uh, happy holidays. How are you doing? 
Hey, awesome, Connor. What's going on? Not What's the big show today. What's happening here? What's, what's Gregor doing? Feed up or what? He's, uh, I mean, he's 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 helping the youth. He's coaching hockey. So we, we decided to give him the next couple of days off here. We are making him work a little bit. He does have to come on for a hit. That'll be in like 10, 15 minutes or so. But he's uh, he's helping the youth growing the next generation of fine young hockey players. <laughs> God help those young men. I've seen him play <laughs> hockey. <laughs> I've seen him and Struddy work on some drills. So I'm not too sure how it's going to work out for them but we'll find out we're going to get a breakdown of how the game went for uh, Beckett and his team earlier today but Mark let's talk about the Oilers Magnus Krona what can you tell me about him yeah not a <laughs> darn thing uh he gets a start hey so this is his first uh, I believe right this got to be his first start yeah he appeared in one game against the Penguins a relief duty they lost 10-2 uh, save percentage right now, 7.65 with a goals against average of 7.74. Uh, I mean, what's the message here if you're a Knobloch talking to the team here coming back first break or first game after the break? Well, it doesn't matter. Like, you can't, there's, you know, they, I don't, they call these games trap games, and I think that's stupid. I never liked the trap game thing. All that tells me is my team thinks they're so good that they don't even have to try to beat the other team. And if I've got a team that thinks that way, I got big problems. Okay, I hear that about Toronto often. Oh, they lose to Ottawa because it's a trap. That's garbage. So forget the trap game. They're coming out of Christmas. Oilers have dug themselves a hole. Uh, they got to win lots of games, but they surely cannot lose games against the team with the worst goal differential in the National Hockey League at minus sixty-eight. Uh, one of the very you know bottom-feeding teams who just happens to be starting a guy who's never started an NHL game. So, you know, this is where the Oilers just have to forget about who they're playing, frankly, and go out and be the Oilers and play like the Oilers and say, if we play the game that we can play, the Sharks aren't going to be able to touch us, and I think that's fair. Uh, We've seen stranger things happen, but I guess my point is, Connor, Get your head out of your rear end and don't think that the other team's not trying and you're so good that it's easy. I don't think the orders are that team, but if they are that team, that's where it bites you. When when you go back in all your years covering the NHL spec and the Oilers in particular, I mean, is there a trend that you've noticed when it comes to these games following the little Christmas break that they have? Does it does it take a little bit more to get into it? Because the San Jose Sharks did play that game last night against the Kings, so it, you know fatigue. Who knows? Maybe it's a factor. But do you think the Oilers yeah. uh, need a little bit more uh, oomph to get them into the game, get them going started early? Well, there's two things. There's a couple things that we know for sure about these games, and that is you never know what you're going to get. You get <laughs> the coaches are like they've got their fingers crossed in that first game back. You never know what you're going to get. That's just a fact of life. The other, the, the thing is, you you prefer to be on the road. Uh, the team that is at home is is likely still caught up. They've got family still in town. Mom and dad are coming. Uh, they were arranging tickets. They're still in Christmas mode. So the team that's playing its first game after the break at home uh, is in the worst position. The team like Edmonton that got out in the road, they had a practice in San Jose, they're probably more game ready. Uh, San Jose has a game, so that is an advantage for sure. they got a game under their belt. They're already back into the season. So uh, I have a feeling that tonight you'll see – I don't think you'll see a lot of Christmas lag from either team. I think you'll see an Oilers team that's – ready for business here. They've had the practice yesterday in San Jose. They're ready to go. And San Jose played a game last night. They're not a very good team, but uh, you know they're going to play as well as they can play because they've their Christmas break has been over for a couple days. 
Speck, uh, looking at the second line tonight, I'm very intrigued by it. Uh, top line, of course, McDavid, Hyman, and Nuge. You probably know what you're going to get from them, but Fogel, McLeod, uh, around Leon Dreisaitl here. Uh, what do you make of that second line for the Oilers tonight? Well, you know, what I'm seeing under uh, I'm seeing under Knobloch, and, and I I can't complain about this because I've been, I've been harping on this team for being top-heavy for a long time. And what I'm seeing is he's spreading guys around. You know, Kane doesn't sound like he likes being on the third line. But you've got a lot better third line if Evander Kane's on it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Leon Dreisaitl may or may not like playing with Warren Fogel and, and McLeod. But I'll tell you what, if, if he can carry that line and you can spread some guys through your top three lines, you're a deeper and better team. So we've gone from an owner's team that would play McDavid and Drysaddle together and then have a whole bunch of other guys, and it was a one-line team. Now they've got McDavid and Drysaddle apart, and now they're even spreading the love down to the third line and, you know, eventually the fourth line. So I think this is good. Uh, I think the Eagles and the team, if, if you know, I think this has to be a – you can't complain if you're on the third line. You can't complain if you don't like your wingers. This is about building a deeper team that can win, that can take on a Vegas. So I personally think it's great. I'm not sure what the guys in the dressing room think about it. I guess we'll find out over time. What do you think? I mean, like you said, I mean, Evander Kane may not like it, but if it's going to help the team and make them uh, more of a contender down the stretcher where you can just roll your lines and get production out of the third line and, and bumps everyone down there, then I'm all for it. I think they got to put the Eagles aside and do what's best. And I mean, I, I think at some point Evander Kane's going to find himself back in that top six. But for the time being, if this is what's rolling, you just got to put your head down and work. And I, I hope that's what we see. Uh, Mark Spector of Roger Sportsnet joining us here on the Jason Greger Show. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas sliding in today. Uh, Speck, if you were Ken Holland, uh, what's the timeline like over the next couple months here? We've we've heard people, the fan base, uh, the vocal fan base, I should say, talking about the, the positions you might need to add. Uh, if you're Ken Holland right now, are, are you scouring the market? Are you on the phone trying to look to see what you can do, potentially adding whatever it might be, depth in the, the bottom six? the top six between the pipes anything like that yeah i think you know this is coming out of christmas now is a sort of the next phase of the season right it's a it's a new you know we're we're christmas is over we're getting in the second phase the trade that de- what's the trade deadline this year uh is it march three i forget the date of the stupid trade deadline I'll anyway look it up. <laughs> yeah look it up um it's it's you know the trade deadline's in sight it's not right around the corner but it's in sight. I think for me, the steps are like this. Holland's got to figure out what he has to acquire before he figures out what he wants, what he could acquire. And when I say that, I'm saying to you, you know, is he going to need a backup goalie? Like if he, if he, you know, I have a feeling he's going to need another goalie and that will become his most important acquisition. So now he's only got enough assets and cap space to probably get two things done here. He can't scratch three or four itches here at the deadline. He doesn't have enough assets. So, you know, he would love not to have to get a second goalie. Then he could spend the assets elsewhere. But, you know, I'm, I'm looking at a team going into the, a really busy time in the schedule. Not right now, but in about a month, it starts to get mega busy. And the backup's going to have to play. And if the backup is Calvin Pickard, you know, can you win those games? I don't know. Is Does Olivier Rodriguez get a call up? Let's find out if he can win some of those games. Maybe. So, Holland's got to figure out what he needs before he starts going out and getting things. 
And uh, I think it's all around the goalie right now. If you got to get a goalie, that all of a sudden jumps to the front of the line, doesn't it? I would think so, yes, and uh, can confirm. Friday, March 8th is the NHL's trade deadline. So, uh, Spec, th- thanks so much for doing this today. I will let you go, and uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. All right, Connor, have a great show. You as well. No, that, that was the wrong thing to say. I was going to say, I was going to be like, you have a good night, and I was going to say you as well, but uh, dang, Spec got me with have a great show. Well, we're trying. It was a great show until that. Uh, we'll take a break here. That was the Spec Report. Brought to you by GS Construct them, uh, Construction. Check them out, uh, GS Construction. Great culture, great benefits. Uh, check them out at Indeed.com. They are now hiring. Uh, when we come back, we will talk to Jason Greger. He is the typical host of this program here on Sports 1440. We'll get his thoughts on, on all sorts of things. The World Juniors, the Oilers in San Jose tonight, puck drop 830, maybe the Spangler, the NFL, and we'll see how he did today as he coached in the community. I'm Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas alongside with me. It is the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. 523, welcome back to the Jason Greger Show here on Sports 1440 in the Oilers Nation YouTube and Facebook channels. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you. Sitting in the show, as always, brought to you by PlayAlberta.ca. Lots going on tonight. Get some uh, same-game parlays with the Thursday night football. Maybe a little Oilers action over-under on points. Maybe goal scorer Connor Brown. Remember, use your game sense when you do so at playalberta.ca. The text line, one 401 If you've got any questions for our next guest, and he is uh, Jason Greger. This brought to you by United Sport and Cycle. It is their Boxing Week sale, 10 to 60% off. Storewide, check them out unitedsport.ca. Jason Greger, the usual host of this show, joins us. Jason, uh, good afternoon. How are you doing? I'm excellent, Cons. How are things? Things are good. Things are good. Uh, we are in the community, so I have to ask you, uh, how'd the coaching go today? Oh, it's a lot of fun at, uh, at U11. Um, we uh, we scored a lot of goals today. Probably gave up too many that we didn't like in the first game. But uh, U11 can be up and down. So we lost a barn burner 8-7 in our morning game. But uh, then had uh, a big 10-2 win in our uh, second game. So it was uh, it was a fun day overall. Yeah, kids are excited. So it's good. Good coaching. Good adjustment, sounds like. I know Spec was taking some shots at you, but sounds like good coaching. Dude, uh, worrying about Specter's analysis. Trust me, that's <laughs> the least of my that's the least of my concerns. I mean, spe, spec uh, Spec still probably thinks off the glass and out is a good defensive strategy. So I'm not uh, uh, too worried. Our, our kids uh, getting getting your kids to pass consecutively in U11. It's like, oh my god, it's euphoric when it happens as a coach. And so uh, today it happened on a few goals. And so that's uh, to me, it's. Uh, any coach will tell you probably that, you know, I don't really care too much about the wins or losses, to be honest. It's more so about improvement. And, you know, when you see kids figuring out that passing is fun, that's a, that's a big win for me. Oh, yeah, for sure. My years of coaching, whenever you'd see something you worked on in practice translate into a game is always rewarding. So that's good to hear. Uh, Gregor, for the Edmonton Oilers tonight, uh, going to be an interesting one. And uh, we've had some people actually text in asking if you might want to go double or nothing with the Oilers-Sharks rematch. I know your response, so we don't even have to entertain it. But Magnus Cronin getting his first start, uh, appeared in one game this year against the Penguins. It didn't go very well uh, for the Edmonton Oilers. Does that change anything going up uh, against a guy who's got, you know, very little NHL experience? Uh, not really. By the way, for the record, I would I would take that bet all day. I think the Oilers <laughs> are going to win tonight for sure. Are you kidding me? But uh, um, I would love it. Uh, if you guys want to offer it up, kidding me, I'd take it all day. Look at my hair. It looks awful. Right now, absolutely starting to grow out in the peaks. Uh, the problem is I've had too many people tell me, 
that it's it's you'd get out too early and they want to see the horror show that is uh february 9th so <laughs> um you know i get it but I, I think this is a game the orders um i know people say oh yeah can anything happen of course anything can happen but um, I expect the Edmonton Oilers, based on how they're playing right now, they're playing way better than they were uh, when, when they lost back on November 9th to the San Jose Sharks. And the Sharks do work hard. It's not an easy game per se, but the, the Oilers have more skill and their skill is playing better. And uh, I expect them to come out of the break uh, like they would, did going into the break. And, uh, you know, like I've said it all along, the Oilers, you look at their next 14 games, they've got a lot of very winnable games. They only have this back-to-back coming up, L.A. and Anaheim, right? So they'll get a really good test on Saturday. And as long as they don't look past San Jose, well, then, I, then I fully expect them to control the game tonight. Yeah, I mean, in San Jose, obviously, losers of seven straight. Uh, they, they can't seem to put the puck in the back of the net, and they can't defend very well. Not a great combination. Uh, when you look at the Oilers' lines, uh, the top unit, maybe not a big surprise. Hyman Nugent, uh, McDavid, obviously going to play pretty well, we would assume. But what do you make of the second line? Leon Dreisaitl with some speed and McLeod and Fogel. Well, you know, they played together before the break, right, uh, against the, the New Jersey Devils. So uh, I understand it. I, I don't think it's a, it's a long-term answer, right? Uh, Evander Kane, and I know some people have looked at his goal for against, and I'm like, why don't you take time and go a little bit deeper and tell me how many of those goals against are because Evander Kane's making terrible defensive decisions? That's all I ask, just because I can tell you he's involved 100% in the goals he scored. That's a fact. Being on the ice for goals against doesn't mean you're the one making the bad plays. When you're on the ice and, the, and you score, you're involved in the play. So um, people who want to suddenly get rid of Evander Kane, I'm a little head-scratching uh, on a team that's not very physical. You're going to get rid of your your second-leading goal scorer who leads your team in hits, who's top three in the league in hits. Pardon? Like, I'm sorry, it's an idiotic argument. So maybe dig deeper. Goal for percentage is not the only stat that matters. Uh, Gregor, you were one of the first to have the news on Dylan Holloway when he suffered that knee injury, and you had said probably into the new year. Now he's going to make this trip down to California, not going to play. Uh, any update on when we might be able to see Dylan Holloway get back into the lineup? Well, as I said, he's got to pra- he's got to have multiple practices first. I-, I think there's I think we could see him on the sixth against Ottawa, right? Um, because remember they play Tuesday, but then it's an extra three days off again. Right. And so do you play him when you can get another, you know, 72 hours of rest? It, you know, logically the orders, like look at back to the start of the season, Ekholm could have played on opening night, but they didn't because they didn't play again until Saturday. Right. Edmonton doesn't need Dylan Holloway to, 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 and it's not that they're rushing him back by any stretch. They've been very cautious about this, but, um, you know, practicing for a day or two doesn't mean you're ready to play. And, you know, I said all along that Dylan Holloway wasn't playing until January. And so, you know, that that's the case. And I, I'd be surprised. I, I wouldn't rule it out completely, but I'd be surprised if he plays on Tuesday. And I'm not saying it's a lock that he would play on the 6th. I just think, you know, that that's a better realistic timeline for him. Jason Greger, of course, the host of this program, joining us. Also get his work at Oilers Nation and Daily Faceoff. Uh, Greger, how about at the World Juniors right now? Canada 2-0 to start. Uh, maybe not surprising based off the level of competition or, or the matchups that we've seen so far. But uh, what have you thought of Canada so far at the World Juniors? Yeah, the Finland game, you know what? Finns are always a, a pesky team at the World Juniors, so I thought that was a pretty solid effort for them. And then, you know, they dominated the second game, which I don't think anybody was surprised by we have seen upsets though at the world juniors the last few years so you got to take care of business and you know usually i always find the world juniors i know it starts on boxing day but for me 
the tournament really gets going on on New Year's Eve because that's, you know, now you're the end of the round robin. Usually it's a marquee matchup of top teams playing each other. And uh, so I, I kind of, you know, after the weekend, I think we'll have a better sense. But, you know, going in, U.S. is favored. They look very good. Canada is a good team. They're always going to be good. And the Swedes are good. So there, there really hasn't been any major shocks just yet. Yeah, Canada-Sweden meeting tomorrow should be a fun one uh, for sure. Now, Gregor, do you follow the Spangler Cup at all? Are you, are you into that one? No, not not really. Like I know there's you know there's been lots of different players there, but I I don't watch it a ton. To, you can't watch everything, and I have nothing. I'm not a guy who's like anti Spangler Cup. I just um, you know the holiday season for me, I mix in a little World Juniors uh, because my son likes to watch it, but. Uh, I, I don't. Uh, I don't have a lot of time to to watch the Spangler, unfortunately. And and I know it's um it's got a long history, right? There's been lots of former NHLers that play there, and guys who you know. It's always a thrill to play for your country, and I know I've talked to Struds and many others who have played the Spangler, and it's a really good tournament. But I, I'll watch the final, but I don't really watch much more. Yeah, one of the, I think in person it'd be very cool to go see and check out. But yes. yeah, tough to watch it. Uh, how about the Thursday nighter tonight? Jets and Browns. Uh, I mean, maybe not the most exciting game, but the Browns just keep finding ways to win football games. Joe Flacco's played some pretty good ball. Are you tuning into this one before the Oilers game? Well, Amari Cooper's out. What the hell is yeah. the reason to watch for? Like uh, <laughs> that. That was, if, if anybody had him in their fantasy uh, playoffs last week, they'd be doing cartwheels. What a what a week for him. And so, I don't know. Like, hey, I give Joe Flacco and the Browns. Uh, the one thing about the Browns, they pass the ball a ton, right? They throw it up there. But without Amari Cooper, I'm curious. You know, who's going to come down with the ball tonight? The one thing the Jets are pretty good at is uh, their pass defense is pretty solid. So, you know, Sauce Gardner's pretty good defensive back. So I'll be. I don't know if I'll watch that much of it, to be honest. I'll probably dabble. There's no one. Um, the, I'm I'm in the final in my fantasy football league, but uh, the guy I'm playing, neither one of us have anybody playing tonight. So if if they did, I'd probably watch it a little closer. So who are you watching this weekend? Then who's a make or break for you? Well, well, I got Trevor Lawrence number oh. one. Like Joe Burrow's my stay. He's out now. Trevor Lawrence, I'm not sure he's going to play. So that's going to. Uh, I, you know, I'm going to have to decide who I'm going to play as a quarterback. You know, like Gart, Minshew. I might have to go with Bryce Young for goodness sakes because there's no real good quarterbacks to pick up. So that's brutal. Um, Pacheco is also out, so it's not it's not a good time for me in the final cons. But uh, you know, obviously I'll I'll need Seattle to be good. T Higgins is going to have to have another big week. Uh, Mike Evans uh, for me, but it's probably going to come down to quarterback play. And you know, it's it's not great that the Trevor Lawrence like. That should be a very good matchup for him. Like, I hope he can play because Carolina is terrible. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that could be point week for him for sure if he's healthy. I saw that that shot of him, his face. It didn't even look like him. Like, he just got absolutely hammered. He's had some tough injury luck. Uh, Easton Stick, what do you think about that one? Well, Chargers quarterback for you? Well, it's a great name, buddy. Um, <laughs> but... You know, it's it's like, well, what about Denver, right? Like yeah. Denver's basically saying we're walking away from Russell Wilson. And and, and they're close. They're not really in. They're kind of in the hunt. Like they do mathematically have a chance. So that kind of tells you all you need to know about where they're at on Russell Wilson. And, you know, I think Russell Wilson, the team will sign him, but they ain't going to sign him for much money. Why would you? Right? Like there's no reason to at all. This is two organizations now that basically want to just get rid of them. So um, that's kind of the interesting storyline um, is, you know, what do you make of Denver? Well, any of the backups cons are any of the backup. And I ask all the listeners, which one of your backups do you think could put out a good performance? Then I might claim them on waivers before the game. 
It's a good question. It's a really good question. I I don't know. Well, where do you think where do you think uh, Russ Wilson goes? Because that was one of our questions and five questions. I throw out the Atlanta Falcons. Maybe he goes there as a, a bridge gap between their next guy. He's got Bijan Robinson, Kyle Pitts, Drake London, uh, Brandon. Just can he play though? Yeah, well, I mean he was okay statistically this year, but yeah, I, but I, I he, he seems, seems like a distraction. I don't know. Like for there to me, it's more so Russell Wilson the person now. Mm-hmm. Than Russell Wilson, the player, right? Like Seattle wanted to get rid of him, and and it's rare that an organization gets rid of a guy who's been with them that long. It doesn't happen very often, right? And then now the the Denver Broncos, and you you got like you know a guy who has a pretty good history of having success with quarterbacks, and if Sean Payton's like, yeah, this isn't our guy, it's a pretty big red flag, is it not? Oh, so, absolutely. Yeah. So why? Like to me, yeah, you might you might sign him, but yeah, Atlanta, that's an interesting one. You know, Atlanta, New Orleans, although I guess there's car in New Orleans. Yeah. So I don't really know. That's a good question. I you know, let's see after the draft, right? Because w- would you want him as a mentor? The the way th- the way people talk about Russell Wilson, I'm not sure that's a guy you'd want around a young quarterback. No, no, and I'm with you. I mean, and if you're Russell Wilson, why would you sign with a QB needy team when there, you know, is a good draft year for quarterbacks? A lot of teams could be taking quarterback in the first round. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. They can't release him till March, and, and then he'll be searching for a new home. Gregor, thanks a lot for doing this today. Really appreciate it, and we'll get you on again tomorrow. Cons, I appreciate you filling in, man. Thanks so much. It's uh, you know, it's an opportunity to uh, to get to coach and not miss any of the games for the kids, which is uh, super fun for me anyway. So I uh, thank you uh, for filling in. Appreciate it. Absolutely. That is Jason Greger of Oilers Nation, Daily Faceoff. Oh, yeah. And the Jason Greger Show here on Sports 1440 and Oilers Nation YouTube and uh, Facebook. Facebook as well. I had a funny comment come in on YouTube from Mike D. Gate attendant. Have a great flight. Connor, you too. Well, sometimes the gate, gate attendant works on air on a flight, right? Uh, yeah. Spec got me on that one. Really bad. Really embarrassing. Dr. Gonzo says, Russell Wilson, you are an Edmonton Elk. I mean, he doesn't need to make any more money. The guy is absolutely rich. I don't know if we want to see him here. Yeah, we would want to see him here. If he was willing to, that'd be awesome. Hope you know how to speak Canadian, buddy. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Come on up. It's going to be, well, hey, he's got to have some familiarity, familiarity with Canada. He played at Wisconsin, so it's cold there. The chances of Russell Wilson coming to play in the CFL, I would put at less than zero. Yeah. How's that? <laughs> Mathematically not possible, but yeah, it's it's not going to happen. But it's a funny it's thought actually, to think We'll about. tell you what, since since you never want to put uh, 0% on anything, there is a, a mathematical equation where you know a, a number of pre- approaches but never fully reaches an axis. If you put that axis at zero, that is what I would put these chances at. Constantly approaching but never fully reaching zero. The math major, Brandon Douglas. Uh, economics, actually, which yeah. is a type of math, although it's in the arts faculty because it's a social science. Hmm. So how's that for you? <laughs> Ah, math major is a lot easier to say. <laughs> uh, we'll take a break here. That was in the community for United Cycle, the Boxing Week sale on. Check it out, unitedcycle.ca. Connor Halley and Brandon Douglas with you here. we got about 20 minutes left in the program. When we come back, we'll uh, go uh, inside the Oilers' room and uh, get you ready with the lineup, see uh, what's going down as the Oilers are down in San Jose, set to take on the Sharks. We're about three hours away from puck drop. A gentle reminder that we do have some pregame coverage coming up on the Oilers Nation YouTube channel starting at 7 o'clock with Aaron Bordado. If you're watching on YouTube, just leave it here. If you're listening on the radio, 
get home safe, and then log on to your computer, search Oilers Nation YouTube, and it's right there for you. They do great stuff. Aaron's uh, awesome for pre- and post-game, so make sure you check that one out. We'll take a break. It is the Jason Greger Show brought to you by PlayAlberta.ca, live on Sports 1440 in the Oilers Nation YouTube channel. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 543, it is the Jason Greger Show, brought to you by playalberta.ca. Have some fun, maybe throw down some parlays, but always use your game sense. Connor Halley and Brandon Douglas with you here on the Greger Show, filling in today. one 401 is the text line if you'd like to... Uh, jump into the conversation here we've got mac as it slowly loads who do you think in superflex easton sticker tyrod taylor in the finals uh i mean i'm biased i love easton stick but i also do love tyrod taylor because he was a charger as well i thought tyrod moved the ball okay last week albeit maybe some might call it garbage time Denver Broncos defense might be tough. It's in Denver. I think Eileen Tyrod. That's a good question. Because Josh Palmer <sighs> and Keenan Allen both we're unsure about right now for the Chargers. Yeah, and, and they're not going to be in any rush to to push, uh, to to lean on Josh Palmer to play. Obviously, the Chargers season well over. Um, as you've pointed out multiple times, Connor, they're probably happy collecting losses at this point uh, to move up and grab themselves. Um, maybe something to help out that defense or who knows, maybe another offensive weapon uh, to stack up alongside whoever they're deploying a wide receiver next year. I have to think Keenan Allen will be back, but uh, Mike Williams likely not. Um, Man, I'm just the biggest Giants hater. I hated them all (laughs) last season. And it's like not like not perpetually, just like last season. I was like, this team is not good. How are they have the, how do they have this record? How are they in the playoffs? How did they beat the Vikings in that playoff game? And so seeing them fall back down to earth this season, it brought me a a, a, a smirk, maybe not a full smile, but a smirk for sure at Struddy's expense, uh, his dear Giants. And I'm a huge believer in the Rams, kind of on both sides of the ball. Of course, their defense not as vaunted as it was when they won the Super Bowl. Um, but the Rams have a lot to play for, so I think they're going to be going a little bit harder as opposed to the Chargers-Broncos. That one might be a shootout. Uh, the Broncos' defense is decent, but kind of uh, regressed a little bit more last weekend. I'm going Easton Stick. I like what I've seen from them. Um, the Chargers, they're going to charge, whether it be uh, with or without Josh Palmer, charged up, bolt up, whatever it is you guys say as uh, SoCal fans of the football clubs. Austin Eckler, still a good player, even if he's a little slow. 
Quinton Johnston, he's got a lot to prove for himself. Um, and I actually like it, what I've seen from Jalen Guyton uh, since stepping up into kind of the WR3 role. So uh, I, I'd go on Easton Stick because I like Tyrod Taylor. I do not like the New York Giants. You swayed me. Go Easton Stick. Okay, well, let's get to the lineup powered by Sherwood Power Sports and Marine. Sherwood Power Sports and Marine. Stop in and see everything from fishing boats, pontoon boats, ATVs, side-by-sides to motorcycles. They have 91,000... A 91,000 liter tank to test drive your boat only at Sherwood Power Sports and Marine. Uh, the lineup tonight as we jump into it. We, I mean, we talked about the Oilers quite a bit already, I would say, but uh, for those who might be curious, McDavid, Nuge, Hyman on the top line, McLeod, Drysdale, and Warren Fogel. Third line will be centered by Derek Ryan with Matias Yanmark and Kane flanking him. Hamblin, Brown, and Ernie defensively. Cody Ceci with Darnell Nurse, Matias Ekholm, and Evan Bouchard. Vinny D'Arnais with Kulak, Stuart Skinner. Yeah, we're expecting him to get the start. On the flip side, some names in San Jose that uh, might not be household names. Uh, William Eklund, Thomas Hurdle, and Philip Zadina on their top line. They've got Duclair, Granlund, Zetterland on the second line. Hoffman, Kunin, and Barbanov on the third line. Another number 94 to watch out for. That always bugs me. Only Smitty can wear that. Justin Bailey, Ryan Carpenter, Kevin LeBanc on the fourth line. Then Mario Ferraro. Great name. Kyle Burrows, their top defensive pairing. Jan Ruda, you got Kaelin Addison out there. Henry Thrun. I mean, some some names that you can certainly look at and think if Connor McDavid sees them one-on-one, he's going to take advantage. And then uh, between the pipes for San Jose, we've talked about it a lot. If there was a trending segment on the show right after fantasy sports, it would be Magnus Krona because we've talked about him quite a bit. He'll make his first ever start. He played in one game this season for the San Jose Sharks. Not a good one. Goals against average, 787. His save percentage was 765. That came in a 10-2 loss to the Pittsburgh Penguins. He was in relief duty uh, this year, his first year of professional hockey after coming out of the University of Denver. He played in 11 games for the San Jose Barracuda and won two games for the Wichita Thunder in the East Coast League. So it'll be an interesting night for Magnus Krona. Uh, that was the lineup brought to you by Sherwood Power Sports and Marine. Right now, I want to hear from the head coach of the Edmonton Oilers for Action Electrical, celebrating 50 years in the business, wishing all their staff and clients a healthy and prosperous 2024. Thanks for all your support from actionelectrical.net. Uh, if we got it ready, we'll hear from Oilers head coach Chris Knobloch. Back out of here, and it's back to work. Is it easier uh, at this time of the year, maybe you saw a little of this in New York City, when it's a business trip for the guys instead of having their families and that sort of thing in town? Do you buy any of that, or do you think that's just uh, a little bit of sports mythology? Um, yeah, no, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I've been around the game long enough to have an opinion on that and be short-sighted. Um, you know, obviously, you want to break up the monotony of the road trips and, and when you get to have highlights and visit people or people come see you that obviously takes away the monotony of a 82 game schedule but um, I think when you're just with your team and it's business like then it's um, obviously I, th- I think the expectation would be that you would play better so you just played uh, arguably the best team in the league and tonight you're playing a team that's had some challenges uh, that said they did beat the Oilers earlier this season uh, what do you do to ensure that uh, it's about the, the, the game you bring and not the opposition that you're facing? Well, I think San Jose has been um, 
you know, almost playing or maybe playing 500 hockey after their start. I think they lost their first uh, 13, 14 games. Um, since then, it's been a much better hockey team. And, um, you know, I think right now it's about us finding our game early. Um, you know, we're just coming off the break. We can't complicate things, um, especially, you know, we've been on the ice a couple times, but we haven't played for, for almost a week. we got to make sure that we're simplifying our game and, you know, executing well. Speaking of that break, it came off the last one where you had that little impromptu five-day bye, so to speak, and you came out flying. Is that a bit of a trial run for this in terms of that's less of a concern because they came ready to play last time? Yeah, no, I think that week we had a lot of uh, three really good practices. I think we had two two days off where the guys got to rest and uh, take some time off. Uh, we had a heavy schedule there coming off the uh, East Coast trip. And then... Um, you know, it was my opportunity to work on some things with the team and implement some systems and ideas that I wanted to do. Um, but I think it was also guys getting sick of practices and getting ready to play games because, um, yeah, it's just that's much what they want to be doing. They want to be playing hockey games. And, um, you know, after that break, we, we did play some really good hockey. Hopefully we can reset. And, um, you know, we're, we are coming off a little bit of a winning streak, two big games, uh, three-period comebacks. Uh, hopefully we can find, refine um, that magic. And it led me right into my final question would be kind of the, the manner in which you win. Are those worth... You know, even though they're not worth one and a half in the standings, do they have some carryover effect sometimes or or lessons within the game that you can lean on later in the year? I definitely think lessons within the game. And, um, you know, I'm going back and I've mentioned this, uh, the game against Winnipeg, uh, where I thought we played a really good game. We stuck with it and came and won that game in the uh, third period. Um, same thing against New Jersey, New York, where, you know, I thought – different types of games, especially against the New York, uh, the Rangers game where I don't think we started well. I think we built a game, especially in the second period. So got a little mozo in time. Um, but we don't have to change anything. We, when things aren't going well, we just have to get back to doing things that we're doing well. And I think, um, you know, especially in the uh, New Jersey game where we had the abundance of goals in that short period of time, um, you know, it gives the guys hope that all right, yeah, we just have to Simplify and get uh, play the way we can, and uh, we don't have to change very much. Chris, in your mind, do you feel like Ryan McLeod is doing anything differently that's attributing to this offensive success as of late? Um, well, I think he's doing a really good job on um, checking. I think he's always done a pretty good job on that, and you look at the analytics on how much time he spends in the offensive zone instead of the defensive zone. So I think that's always been part of his game. But I really like the one-on-one battles that he's been winning. And he's been uh, contributing offensively, scoring some goals and some important goals, not goals there. It's a six-goal and a 6-1 game or anything like that. They're, like, they're coming out of cost, or, uh, at important times. Um, and then also just getting reward with going to the net. And um, I've seen him doing that. And, um, you know, it doesn't matter what player you are, no matter – how good you are at scoring goals. You look at Ovechkin, and you know there's a few guys that can score on the perimeter with one-timing shots. But uh, ultimately, even those goal scorers, 
score their goals mostly around the net. So it doesn't matter who you are, it's important that you go there. When you have players like Ryan McLeod and Warren Fogel playing with Leon Dreisaitl, what's the messaging like in terms of make a play if you have it, but also maybe give the puck to one of the best players in the world? What does that balance look like in terms of communication? Um, yeah, it's they have to. They know the situation. They know who they're playing with. They know who they're going to give the puck to. And you know, the best uh, playmakers know that when they're playing with goal scorers, they know where they're going to be and where they're going to pass the puck. Uh, those guys too. They know they need to create turnovers. They got to be hard on the forecheck to get the puck and ultimately get to Leon and you know get in a position to score goals whether that's at the net or in the slot or whatever it is but you know I think they've been doing a pretty good job and sometimes guys get a little um, nervous and they overthink it and then they making plays they shouldn't because they feel so much pressure on getting the puck so there's a fine balance and I think they've been doing um, doing a good job of that right now. There you go that is head coach of the Edmonton Oilers Chris Knobloch in preparation for the Oilers and San Jose Sharks. We're uh, know, two and a half, two, two hours, 40 minutes or so away from puck drop in San Jose. I forgot I'm on YouTube as I whipped my, my sheet over your head there. Good thrill, good form. Uh, I think we're just about to wrap up here, but hand things over to uh, some local programming before we get to Fox Sports Radio tonight at 9 o'clock. Uh, like I have said, though, if you are on the Oilers Nation YouTube channel, just keep it locked. Our Aaron Berdado will be back at 7 o'clock for pre-gaming with Boardsy. He'll be there after the game as well. So keep it locked here on the Oilers Nation YouTube or Facebook channel. Big thank you to all of our guests today. Dave McCarthy, Robin Brownlee, Bill Bender, Shang Pang, Mike Rupp, Speck, and Jason Greger. If you missed anything, check out our podcast at Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you get it from, and make sure you subscribe. We really do appreciate that. You can go watch the show on Facebook and YouTube as well. For Brandon Douglas, I'm Connor Halley. We'll be back tomorrow, 2 o'clock, to do it all over again. It'll be a lot of fun. And uh, pray for Brandon. He's got uh, about four hours to sleep before he's back here tomorrow morning. Right now, we will get to one final sports update with Brandon Douglas, brought to you by... BIE Engineering, your structural engineering specialist. Whether you're in the process of a renovation or building your dream home, BIE can help you out. Go to BIEENG.com.